Coming up on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast, we've got part two with Ben Kaspik of Locked on Giants, where we power rank the teams in the division, discuss who's having the best offseason between the Padres and Giants, and so much more on today's Locked on Dimebacks podcast. <laughs> Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, your team every day. You're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. As I said, Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Diamondbacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends and tell your friends to come subscribe to the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. I'm trying to hit 300 subscribers by Christmas. So please hit subscribe to the Locked on Diamondbacks. We're going to start this show a little different with an ad read. So we're going to jump right into it. Ad read and then part two with our discussion with Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants. I do want to ask you if there's any other big offseason signings that you think are coming down the Giants' way. But if you want to bet on the Giants taking the NL West title in 2023, do you know where you have to go to Ben Caspic? The only place I go is Bet Online, and we've been with them all offseason long. They've 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 been great with Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa odds and all that. We've been talking about it like every day. Yeah, BetOnline has all the odds. Go to BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. When I wake up Sunday mornings before the NFL slate of games, I head to BetOnline.net. I look for the Saints, and I see who are they playing. Do the Saints have plus money? Are they the underdogs? Because if they are, I'm putting the house on my team, the New Orleans Saints. And if you want to do the same, I, I wouldn't suggest betting on the Saints, but if you want to do the same, Go to BetOnline.net because you get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info in. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, here with Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants, talking a whole bunch of Giants because they've had a crazy offseason so far, Ben. I want to know, is it going to get any crazier? So do we expect Carlos Rondon coming back to the Giants? I know we just did a whole discussion about how it's not smart to do long-term deals for pitchers, but maybe they do the Carlos Correa contract for Rodon. I'm not talking about this year's Carlos Correa contract. I'm talking about last year's where he got a fat deal, but there's a whole bunch of opt-outs, and maybe they do the short-term, here's a whole lot of money, but here 
there's a whole lot of opt-outs as well. Maybe there's some other free agents. I mean, we know they're talking to Dansby Swanson before the Carlos Correa deal. Maybe they just go all in on the left side of the infield and put Carlos Correa at third base because allegedly he was okay playing third base if he was going to be signed to the New York Mets. So maybe you do Correa at third and then put Dansby Swanson as shortstop because Brandon Crawford is getting pretty damn old. So you got to figure out a plan after he gets, you know, he's going to be in the nursing home pretty soon, Ben. So are there any other big offseason signings coming down the Giants way or at least, you know, peripheral signings? There's definitely peripheral signings when it comes to big signings. We I wouldn't I wouldn't anticipate it because there's only a couple guys left. And you mentioned them, Carlos Rodon and Dansby Swanson. Other than that, there's not really that super high end impact talent. Carlos Correa was the last I mean, one of the last guys. Um, But I wouldn't rule out trades because and I mean, if, if Rodon mm. came around, it's like Correa last year, we expected him to get this massive deal and it just didn't come to fruition. And he ends up with this shorter term deal with the opt outs. And if Rodon, if his market came to that, he does have the qualifying offer attached to his free agency from the Giants. The Giants are the only team that wouldn't have to surrender, a, you know, draft pick slash international bonus pool money by signing him. So I don't see them giving him a seven year deal. But hey, I do think that there's a real incentive here that they're mo- a real motivation by this team to get dramatically better and right now they're they're quite a lot they're quite a bit better but i do think there's more to do and i think we could see some trades because they need another outfielder and specifically they would like another good defensive center fielder and there aren't a lot of those guys mm. who can also hit a little bit in free agency but this is like twisting it back on you. The D-backs are one of the teams. Oh, no. I knew I'm where this was going. I knew you were segueing got here. outfielders. I, I, I saw it my way. Yeah. I mean, Alec Thomas, Jake McCarthy. Those McCarthy killed the Giants in 2022. He was a real menace uh, to the San Francisco Giants. And I know that the D-backs are shopping one of their outfielders, Dalton Varsho. I know he would probably cost the most of the available guys, Corbin Carroll kind of off limits, but those Mm -hmm. are some real intriguing names you got there. And I think the giants will check in on those guys. I don't know if a in division trade is all that likely, but they also under the radar. I think that they'd like to make an upgrade at the catcher position where Joey Mm. Bart was a top pick and a top prospect. But if you just look at some of the numbers, I mean, he's, He's really struggled in his major league career, made some strides last year, but also at went through stretches where he was striking out 50% of the time over sustained periods, which is just too high. Half the t- half of his plate appearances ended in strikeouts. And so they also need bullpen help. They had one of the they had a huge bullpen regression in 2022 versus 2021. And so they're definitely in the market for bullpen help. And this would be a fun storyline. You know, Tyler Rogers, the submarine righty his twin brother is Taylor Rogers, Mm -hmm. the good lefty. And so there's been a lot of rumors that perhaps the giants would make look to reunite those two and have a couple of twins in the late innings coming out of the pen, one lefty, one righty. I think that would be, that would be pretty fun. Is Trevor Rogers related to any of them? The, I don't that, think so. No? Okay. That would just be pretty interesting. Well, to talk to your point about the D-backs outfielders in the San Francisco Giants, my whole thing with the D-backs outfield is Corbin Carroll's, of course, off limits. I'm okay moving a VAR show with Jake McCarthy or Alec Thomas, but it can't be for prospects. The D-backs are never going to get good and get to a place where they have some stability and are a playoff contender. If every time they develop someone that looks like they could be a quality major leaguer, they trade him for 
freaking bum prospects because that's what's going to happen. If you trade a Dalton Varsho to a team like the Giants, you're going to try to get back a couple prospects. And more than likely, they're probably not going to pan out because I doubt the Giants are going to give up a blue chipper for uh, a Dalton Varsho. And real quick, Jake McCarthy and 13 games, batted over 400 with over 1,000 OPS against the San Francisco Giants. So, yes, he was a Giants killer. If I'm trading a Dalton Varsho, Jake McCarthy, Alec Thomas, I'm looking at a team like the Houston Astros where they have so many starters in that rotation, a Christian Javier, a Luis Garcia, both 25 years of age. I'm, I want a deal like that where I could get back a win-now player, a guy who could help out my major league roster right now, and preferably a guy that's 28 years of younger. I don't want to just trade Dalton Varsho or Jake McCarthy or Alec Thomas for prospects because those guys are still so young. Those guys are borderline prospects themselves. They were just in the minor leagues just a year ago. So I want those guys to develop. I don't think any of them are actually going to be moved this offseason. I think it's a lot of chatter. I think Mike Hazen wants to see what the value he has for those guys. He's going to ask for the moon. He's going to ask for every team's best prospect just to see if anyone would bite. But otherwise, I think he's just checking in on the value of these guys. And maybe next offseason, I think it's more likely to trade someone. Because I think you want another year to really see what you have with the Thomases. See if what you saw from Jake McCarthy was the real deal. Because how he looked this past season, like no one expected Jake McCarthy to look that good. And he looked like a legit major leaguer this past season. So I think you want another year of Dalton Varsho progressing, Jake McCarthy progressing, Alec Thomas progressing. And then, of course, the superstar Corbin Carroll coming into his own. So I don't think the D-backs will move an outfielder right now. And I definitely don't think they're going to do it with an in-division rival of the San Francisco Giants because the Giants have a pretty solid roster on paper right now. But Ben, how do you think your Giants team, as it currently stands, stacks up against the rest of the NL West? Because I still probably have the Giants and the Padres on a tier above the Giants. Um, but pre-Carlos Correa signing, I would have said D-backs and Giants are on the same tier. But now I might have it, Padres-Dodgers on the same tier, the Giants on their own tier, <laughs> the D-backs on their own tier, and then the Rockies, 50 feet of garbage, and then there's the Colorado Rockies. Sorry, Paul Holden. And this episode is brought to you by the NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. That's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our road to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Uh, I'm with you 100%. I think that Look, you know, we've we've been doing this for a few years and no none of us had the Giants as the top team or even close to it in 2021. So mm -hmm. all of this just is based on how it looks, not necessarily how it will go. But yeah, I would agree by how it looks. I mean, the Dodgers, we didn't really get into them tonight, but the Dodgers 
have been very quiet. I mean, their only moves, they've lost a lot of guys. They lost Trey Turner. Uh, they lost somebody else, and they re-signed Clayton Kershaw, and then they just signed Noah Syndergaard, and that's been their offseason. And right now, their projected payroll is actually below the San Francisco Giants. So it's, oh, wow. the Dodgers are having a very un-Dodgers-like offseason, and as we've mentioned, most of the top talent is gone. But they could still sneak in and kind of be an under-the-radar team for a Carlos Rodon. But I, I would be foolish to say the Giants are ahead of either of those teams. I mean, the Padres on paper just continue to be a behemoth. And so I'd have, just like you, the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, I think the D-backs are more competitive than people give them credit for and, right. and will continue to be that way. That's uh, right, and man. Some really, really good young talent. I mean, my goodness, mm -hmm. some of those guys are just scary to think about what that team could become. But on the other hand, these other teams ahead of them are just from a spending perspective are kind of capable yeah. of of doing a lot that way. And I don't think the D-backs are doing that. They've been very quiet in terms of spending money this offseason. And then, yeah, 50 feet of garbage, maybe <laughs> maybe more than Colorado. Yeah, uh, D-backs need ownership that's willing to spend money because I'm tired of people saying Arizona is a small market. If you look, if you care about media markets, Arizona Phoenix is like one of the biggest media markets in the country. That's a popping market like, Arizona is not a tiny market. We're slowly getting more expensive. We look at inflation and everything like that. So I, the only reason the D-backs don't spend money is because they have cheap ownership. If you bring in, that's also the case with all MLB teams. If you have a Stephen Cohen running every major league team, then imagine how exciting the offseason would be because it would be a bidding war for every free agent. And as long as the D-backs got cheap ownership, they're never going to spend money like the other teams. But you did mention the Dodgers. Do you think the Dodgers, because they've had this quiet offseason, are just like waiting for their perfect move? Like, could you see them still going out there and signing a Rodon or a Dansby Swanson? Because even if they just stand pat, like they're still going to have Kershaw, Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin, and Walker Bueller in their rotation. They're still going to have multiple MVPs from the Mookie Betts, the Freddie Freemans in their lineup, Will Smith in their lineup, maybe get bounce back season from Muncie, still have Chris Taylor. Like the bullpen's going to be stacked once again. Like, let, let's not, you know, make bones about it they've lost a lot of pieces this offseason and they still got a stacked roster so do you think the giants or a team just waiting in the weeds waiting for that perfect player that they want to pounce on or are you actually like you know what they might be okay just standing pat and lowering that payroll just a little bit maybe they want to get out of the luxury tax i think they want to get out of the luxury tax and reset it because there's a stiffer penalties when you're a repeat offender i think if you do it three years in a row it's the maximum in terms of repeat offenses quote unquote and it stays at that level unless you reset and so i think they want to reset they've kind of pretended like they were in on aaron judge i they, they were out there commenting like we'd like a big right fielder who just hit a bunch of home runs to be on our roster and then i read a report from you know ken rosenthal a very reputable reporter who says they never were in on judge at all and so they're they're talking a big game but they're not actually doing anything and there, there's very few impact free agents. So, but they have been linked to Rodon. They have been linked to Dansby Swanson. I would not be shocked at all if they got either of those guys or both. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. And then trades are a possibility. But I, and then they're also involved in this Trevor Bauer lawsuit over whether yeah. or not they have to pay. So I think that is a factor. They've also got a lot of young talent. Like they want to give these opportunities that otherwise you maybe can't give to guys like. Gavin Lux and Miguel Vargas and and others. So I think they they want to Dustin May. They want him to be in the rotation, and all that. 
And also, perhaps there's some thinking like when you're so much better than everybody else, maybe it makes your team a little flat come postseason because you haven't played competitive games leading into the playoffs. And so maybe mm. they're like, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world if this isn't like a Ooh. 25 game you know, division lead at the end of the season. So I like this take. They need a little adversity. Just, yeah. I mean, honestly, they just cruise. And like you said, they, they were so good. They had a 111 win roster. You lose a bunch of guys and they're still easily a 95 win team in my opinion. And so, you know, it's not, they could just make a couple additions and probably win a hundred games again. And so they'll be fine. Sadly. Yeah. I think another reason they just throw their name out in these negotiations for the top stars might just be so they could drive up the bidding of the mm-hmm. other teams because the NOS has been so linked to the, the D backs were even linked to Xander Bogarts. And then you got the Padres linked to the judges and the giants linked to the judges. And both teams might be interested in Carlos Correa. Like maybe the Dodgers just throw their names in the hat. Even if they're not serious about those players, they're just like, yeah, we're going to go out there. We're going to add Aaron judge to this machine that we've been working on the last few years. Cause if you're the, Padres or Giants, you're like, whoa, I can't let the Dodgers now go out there and get Aaron Judge. Let's go throw $400 million at him over 10 years. So maybe it was more of a negotiation tactic by the Dodgers than actually being like, you know what? We actually want to sign those guys to long-term deals and just stay in the luxury tax hell for the next 10 years. But Ben, one final question for you before we depart today. Who is the biggest offseason winner from the NL West so far? Is it the San Diego Padres or is it the San Francisco Giants? And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused? Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, and the coconut brownie topper. Absolutely delicious. White chocolate, peppermint, granola is Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff? Built's puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. See what I did there? They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. 130 calories. Just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these new Bilt Bar flavors and a time that's after it where you're like, oh my God, it's like before Christ and after Christ. And the magical, wonderful time afterwards, you're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. An unanswerable question to say the least. They're all unbelievable and they're all different. So you can order a mixed box and try all five flavors for yourself. Built, you got to try this. So get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKDOWN15 at built.com. Let's see. I've got all the the moves pulled up. The big moves for the Padres, obviously, Xander Bogarts, eleven years, two hundred and eighty million, bringing back some relievers at high ish contracts. I think it's the San Francisco Giants because, okay. I mean, Xander Bogarts to me, that's like the one that looks like kind of the biggest quote unquote overpay. I'm I'm never going to complain about these owners pushing their chips in, but eleven years and. Two fewer prime years than Correa. So it's mm-hmm. two two fewer years than Correa, but for Correa, it's two more 
not at the end, but at the front. And I think that that, I thought Correa was just a better player anyway. And Giants needed this more than the Padres needed this. And so they needed to come away with a superstar, and they did. And I'm also a Giants fan, so what what yeah. am I going to say? What am I going to say? What do you think? What is your opinion? Uh, yeah, I would say the Giants have had a better offseason just because they've pulled off more moves. I mean, Carl, guy Carlos Correa, I like the Mitch Hanninger sign. Like I said, I don't mind Ross Stripling. We'll see what happens with Carlos Rodon because if he does leave the Giants, then maybe that recalibrates my expectations because for the Padres, why I throw them in this is – yeah, Xander Bogarts is like your one big offseason move. It's like kind of like the only big offseason move that they've had. But you're adding him to that core that you already had. The Giants are still trying to build something. They're adding Correa to be like one of those first foundational pieces on their roster, in their lineup. So for the Padres, it's like I'm adding this superstar to already a superstar core to put us over the top. While the Giants still need a few more pieces, that's why I contend you could make an argument for the Padres. But I probably do lean the Giants. But I do want to know what happens with Carlos Rodon because if they bring back a Rodon, if no other team's willing to pony up the money, he just takes a one-year qualifying offer and then does it all again next year. And that drastically changes everything. You have the Webb, the Rodon, then the Ross Stripling, then whatever you get from Anaya and all those other guys that you discuss, and then your lineup. Hopefully you get guys like Joey Bart to bounce back. I know he really struggled, but he was a top prospect for you guys. So we'll see what happens with the San Francisco Giants, but I definitely do think they're back to being in the playoff mix because pre-Carlos Correa, I was like, ah, are we sure the Giants are better than the D-backs? But now I might concede that argument, Ben Kaspik. Any last thoughts before we depart today? I'm just glad that so much has happened by December 14th. I remember the recent past when we were waiting into February for anything significant to happen. And uh, it's 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 been fun and I hope it continues to to stay fun. And I can't wait. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. Thankful for MLB owners and front offices finally spending money again, getting aggressive and not making us wait months for signings to happen because we've seen it before where it's like, oh my God, we're two, three months in the offseason and still none of the top free agents have signed. When you look at basketball and football, all those top free agents are gone after a week, two weeks. Baseball has taken so long, but this has actually been a pretty great offseason because like basketball, 80% free agents are assigned after the first two weeks. So you get the free the free agent frenzy in the beginning, but then those last two and a half months of the NBA offseason, it's kind of slow. It kind of drags out because everyone signed early. But at least with baseball, how it's gone, like we've discussed, it's like every other day. The last two months have just been good of the MLB offseason. Since the World Series ended, It's not there hasn't been a lot of downside every week. I've had something discussed when it comes to free agency. So it's been a great time for Major League Baseball during this offseason for those reasons. Ben, where can the Locked on Dimebacks listeners find you? Uh, on Twitter, at Ben Kaspik. And then, you know, the show is Locked on Giants. And it's on YouTube and Apple and all the places that you get podcasts. And the Odyssey app, of course, the Odyssey app as well. And what about you? Where can my listeners find you? Yes, if you're already on YouTube, you can see the lower third at Creator Thomas24 to follow me on Twitter. Look up Locked on Diamondbacks, both Twitter and Instagram. Find the podcast show on all your streaming platforms. And we're also on YouTube, Locked on Diamondbacks as well. Talking with Ben Caspic of Locked on Giants because the Giants have been making moves, spending money, and hopefully the D-backs open up their wild soon because all we've got to show so far this offseason is Miguel Castro. Ben, don't make that face, Ben. That's not <laughs> the last face we want to see before we wrap up the pod today. Ben, thanks for hopping on today, sir, and I'll catch you yep. next time.
That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. Actually, don't come back tomorrow because it's Friday. So come back next week for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Go catch up on any pods you might have missed this past week. And as always, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks first listen every day. Make your second list of the day, the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, where you go behind the scenes and beyond the scoreboard with insights from your local experts. Make Lockdown Giants your third listen of the day. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.